Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. What up? Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. We're not going with that hump day garbage pretty daddy tosses around. It's the middle of the week. we got a great show. Thanks for being here. A bunch of stuff to get to. Jim Bowden's going to talk some baseball with us. We'll do a hoopier than thou. The latest on James Harden, Aaron Rodgers. Maybe, maybe not making real progress toward a return. The aforementioned Pretty Daddy, Tom DeCelestino, executive producer, has inflicted pain on himself. I didn't ask him to. Gone in the Wayback Machine to find some of the love, romantic, inspired, rom-com comparisons he used to make to sports. This one's Jennifer Lopez is the Chiefs, and neither are very good. I don't know. He came up with it. He did it. Not me. All that's coming up in a moment. 855-2124-CBS is the phone number. Let's talk some Dabo Sweeney. Let's talk some Clemson football i got to be careful because sometimes I ask people to be honest or to be rational or to be smart or to see things accurately and then criticize them for doing, as a journalist, right, as a, as a, as a talking head, the very thing that I want them to do. And Dabo, we're going to play all of this over the course of a couple days unspooled, really, about his Clemson team. Let's be fair, his underperforming Clemson team. Some truth, some rationality, maybe little philosophical in a good way and it's an utter and absolute problem it is a look into the heart of what is wrong with Clemson football I know Clemson football is four and two I know in most walks of life in college football that's a pretty good record but not by the standards Dabo himself has set up you are judged in this world if you get to real success by your greatest hits not by what is everyday rational success And the fact is that Clemson football, once a powerhouse, once a consistent force in that now fading format of four teams getting a shot at a national championship, was always at least in that mix. And the question was, could they beat an Alabama or a Georgia, whoever they were going to play? Remember, they have won two national titles under Dabo, 2016 and 18 seasons. That's really 17 and 19 because the calendar changes when that happens, as you probably know. They've been to four national title games. I'll just do the seasons. 15, 16, 18, 19. That is a hell of a run. And it's been a minute. And we've talked about the things that have brought this program down a little bit. The reality is that if you're not careful, overnight you can become Miami or Nebraska or whatever other program you want to point to. I think what USC was trending toward until they hired Lincoln. I'm super super oversensitive. Riley. You can be on top of the mountain, but there's always somebody trying to throw you off. And if you get thrown off, it is harder to get back to the top than you might expect. Dabo has lost the thread. you got to be, and I cover college football, so I used to spend a lot of time around these guys. And I think the, the, the primary example, Nick Saban, somebody that I've spent a lot of time around, I've told these stories, you got to be a psycho to win at the college level. National Football League, 
You get in, you got a shot, right? You lose a couple games. Hell, you lose six games in the old format. You can still easily be Super Bowl champions. That's not the case in college football. Maybe you can lose one. Maybe in the current format, in the format that's defined the sport for a long time, and have a chance. You lose two like Clemson's already done. You lose more than that, and you're going to be on the outside looking in of real greatness. And Dabo should know that and should be focused on that and should be mad as hell that they already have two losses, one to Duke to start the year, and it wasn't a close game. They got beat handily by that Duke team and one to Florida State in overtime. All right, a few weeks ago. And the teams they've beaten, Charleston Southern, Florida Atlantic, no offense, Syracuse, a bunch of broadcasters, Syracuse, Wake Forest, barely beat Wake Forest. It should be a warning sign for Dabo. But instead, and this started on his coaches show, right? Every college coach has a coaches show where they go in and it's supposed to be a friendly atmosphere and the host is sort of afraid of you or is your best friend and will ask you easy questions and people call in and basically the callers are supposed to be like, you're the greatest, I love you, and that's it. But when you have built, to his credit, to Dabo Sweeney's credit, something that rivals what Saban has done and what every other program at the top of the mountain has done, I think Saban's the comparison. When you've been at Clemson as long as this guy has, and Dabble's been there since 2003 and became the head coach, what, 2009? I mean, and he got time. When you build a program like Clemson into a perennial winner, and then that level of winning that you have made people expect goes away, they're going to come for you even if you're the prophet of that success. And that happened, that began, and Dabble started to show that he's lost his obsessive, psycho, winning ways you have to have in a conversation on his coach's show on Monday. We're at a point in our time, and I hate that, where, you know, people, if you if you don't go undefeated, you're, you're losers. You're terrible. And it's just such a terrible mindset. You know, and honestly, maybe we need to lose a few games and, and lighten up the bandwagon. Sometimes the bandwagon can get a little too full. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's the one good thing about going through a little bit of so-called adversity is you really find out, you know, who's with you and who's, who's not. I mean, if I'm talking to my son Henry, who's 11, or I'm writing about sports, and I'm not doing it from the, the perspective of a program that has reasonable expectations to be in a national championship mix every single year, or I'm focused on my own competitiveness, or Tom, pretty daddy's talking about his weightlifting competitions, or whatever's going on, that's very reasonable. Undefeated doesn't make you a loser. You gotta lighten up. You gotta learn from from adversity. Those are really they're, they're good words to live by. They they look it on a on a, on a postcard if you want to send it to somebody. It's rational to say that. It's reasonable to say that. It is, I think, self aware and philosophical to say that. It is perspective to say that, and it lacks the psycho winning mentality you have to have to compete at this level. Look, there's a lot of reasons Clemson's not competing the way that it should. There are a lot. Of, one is the terrain always gets more difficult. Every single year, coaches are fired and millions of dollars are thrown at other coaches to try and get them to bring programs to a level that they think that fan base, that booster, that group of boosters, that athletic department thinks they should get to. And most years, people fail, but some succeed. Colorado's coming under Dion. They didn't hire Dion Sanders because they like him. They hired Dion Sanders because they thought he could make them successful at the level they want to be successful, the ultimate level. Lincoln Riley got a bunch of money at USC. You look at Washington, you look at Oregon, you look at what Georgia has created for themselves. You look around the country. Hell, look at Penn State, who are always kind of the, the second fiddle or the third fiddle 
to Michigan Ohio State. They believe they should be a national championship contender. This is what Dabo's competing against, not just Georgia or Alabama or whoever wins the Big Ten, right? Michigan, Ohio State, these other programs that are on the rise and want to be. And so to, to be able to go onto a show and just say, we've got to lighten up and losing's fine, it's rational, it's normal, it's excellent behavior if you're not the head coach of a program that's expected to win. And what he should have done if he had the right view of this thing is he should have come out and just said the next day, which had been yesterday when he faced the media, because you know you're going to get asked, look, it came out the wrong way. Of course we want to win. That's the only goal. We expect to win national championships. I'm not taking shots at the fans. We don't need to lighten up. I was just on a coach's show. My bad. We're a cycle for winning. Let's get angry. Let's get mad. This isn't okay. Instead, because he did get asked these questions, he again sounds like a guy who's like, eh, you know, it's all good. I don't think anybody's satisfied at being 4-2. and two. We're never satisfied. I mean, you know, it's just kind of where we are, you know. But um, I, I assume you're talking about the guy who called in and was, you know, complaining about whoever he works with. Uh, and, and I just, you know, I guess nobody has a sense of humor anymore around here. Uh, but that's just kind of the world we live in. But, no, our fans are awesome. I mean, 98.5% of our fans are amazing. I mean, I've been here 20 – it's my 21st year. So, I mean, literally 98.5% are amazing. But we got 1.5% that they're with you win or win. And, uh, you know, and so I just made – I was trying to – I don't even know who I was talking to, pep him up a little bit. You know, a little adversity some in this world is sometimes good, you know, because for a couple of reasons. I think sometimes you can win so much you lose appreciation for the blessing. That's just a reality. And uh, it's hard to win. It's freaking hard to win. And to win consistently is almost impossible. So people don't understand that. I can't, I can't help them. Yeah, but your job isn't to help them understand it's hard to win. Your job is to win anyway. Your job is not to be reasonable. It's to be so unreasonable that you are able to be a genius and successful beyond the levels of the Kirby Smarts and the Jim Harbaugh's and the Nick Sabans. Can you imagine in this time, at this level of competitiveness where those programs are at, Nick Saban coming out and saying, have a sense of humor about our losing? Or Kirby Smart saying, have a sense. I guess we don't have sense of humors anymore. No, they don't have sense of humors. Or rational personalities. Or real perspective. Or a sense of what's reasonable. The fact is that in any walk of life, greatness isn't reasonable. Greatness is often obnoxious. Greatness is often close to, on the line of, mentally unhealthy. It, it really... It, it, you look at the great actors... I covered Bill Clinton in a previous life. That guy's a crazy person, right? But it was a, was a, and I'm not talking politics. I'm just talking charisma. He obviously was very good at what he did for a living. The guy became president of the United States. You look at the great artists in the history of the world. You look at the Tom Brady's, who are psychos in the service of their sport to the point, and I'm not making a moral judgment here, but his marriage came to an end because he was so focused on football. He'll be the first to tell you that. Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem right in the head half the time, and he's one of the great quarterbacks in the history of the sport. Greatness isn't reasonable. Genius is not often stable. And Dabble wanting us to have a sense of humor and a sense of perspective and everything's fine is fine if you are the head coach at the University of Missouri or you are the head coach at Illinois or you're the head coach at some secondary school in California like, like Berkeley. Like, oh, if we just go 500, we'll be fine. And I know he created this. I understand that he's the person who created this unreasonable standard, but that's the standard, man. What's wrong with Clemson? We can talk about NIL. We can talk, I think, more accurately about transfer portal and the fact that Dabble doesn't want to do it. But, hey, this is the, these are the new rules of the road. 
some coaches don't want to focus on three-point shooting in the NBA. Do you know what the reality is? They don't have jobs. Some managers, Tom Mattingly, don't want folks in the front office to be pulling the strings in terms of the analytics. I think the game is, the soul of the game is chipped away by the numbers and by the walk, home run, strikeout reality, the three outcome. Too bad. You don't have a job and you're not successful. We can talk about quarterback play. There's no Deshaun Watson. There's no Trevor Lawrence, obviously, in Clemson right now. Those guys are playing the pros. There's no Kelly Bryan even. They're missing that level right now, quarterback. But but why? Why has Dabo not adjusted to the reality of the transfer portal? Why has he not recruited he called Deshaun Watson this, not me. The next Michael Jordan of football. Why has Clemson, good football team, not maintained its greatness? Because you have to be a psycho in service of winning. It has to be your every, every breathing reality. Even when you do that, you're going to lose some. This guy has lost the threat. He's let go of the rope. He's telling us. And that's fine. He's rational. He's a guy that, you know, has some perspective. He's a guy that philosophically understands winning isn't everything, and maybe we should have a sense of humor. He didn't say this, but it's just a game. And you can have that view if it's you or it's me. But you can't have that view if you want to be in charge of a program like Clemson and the expectations you set. He wasn't done. There's more. Again, this is the press conference coming off his coach's show. Not even mad at Dabo, but he doesn't realize because he's lost that psycho need to win that he is telling on himself. Again, 98.5% of them are amazing. Um, but... The other one and a half percent, they create a lot of the problems. They not they're part of the problem, not part of the solution. But that's just that's in every that's everywhere. It's a you always have. I mean, that's what social media does. It gives it gives a it's a a loud voice for a minority of people that want to complain about something. And you know, I don't really. I mean, I criticism. I I mean. I've been. It's my 21st year here. Okay, I mean, I, 13 years at Alabama. I've had plenty of criticism, and as long as I'm doing this, I'll continue to get criticism. I've been married for 29, going on 30 years. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've had plenty of criticism along my way. Uh, so it's just kind of part of it. I know what's real and what's not real, but you know, I think for if anybody doesn't believe in us after what they've been able to witness the last 15 years, they never believed anyway. So it doesn't matter to me. So now the guy's living on his resume. Now the guy's living on his past. Here's a little breaking news for you. Most coaches, most coaches that are successful, many coaches that have won national championships, many coaches that have built dynasties eventually get replaced because they keep talking about what happened three or five or 15 or 20 years ago. And the 1.5% of fans he's taking shots at, they're, they're unreasonable, maybe, but those are the people whose standards you have to meet if you want to meet the standards you used to have. It's not like Diablo just got here. And, he's, and, and let me end here. I think he's also in some ways conflating the time it took to build this program, the patience he got, with the time that he has now. It is impressive that Clemson gave him several years at the start of his tenure as the head coach to build this program. It is true that he built the program. He is the reason that Clemson is successful. And he is one of the great coaches, I think, in the history of college football because the modern era is the most difficult era to ever win in and he's got a couple and he dominated even when he didn't win made multiple what four out of five national championship games but once you lose the ability to do that 
once you think that everything's fine because you've been married for 30 years and it's the fans and you can blame social media and how dare somebody ask me a question about why we're not winning and it's okay to be 4-2 and two and are we really that upset we lost to Duke? Once your answer to that is it's all fine, once you're that comfortable, you're no longer the Dabo Sweeney that was there a few years ago. And that is the problem for Clemson. This guy's got to find his psycho need to win if they're going to win at the level they want to because there are other coaches as good as Dabo Sweeney who are obsessed and focused and unreasonable and angry and mad and doing anything they can, anything they can to bend the game to their will. And you just heard from him, that's not him. He wants you to have a sense of humor. He wants you to chill. He wants you to have reasonable expectations. That's cool. Go do what I do for a living. Don't coach a football program. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Really quickly, a little long there. Got a little fired up. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Bill. Happy hump day to you. Look, you um, you never get comfortable. You're going back through old rundowns you sent me two or three years ago. Can you just tell the pe- happy hump day? Can you, you got me. Can you just tell the people, I did not ask you to pull up something that would embarrass you. I did not ask you to rom-com Tom. You did this on your own. Are you sure in a few minutes you want to share this? Because it's not, I'm not sure it's the best look. Bill, you know this about me. I'm a team player. And uh, it's not a good look. It's a horrendous look for me. I cringe when I read it myself before I even share it with you. I'm pretty excited. Uh, Tommy wrote, Back in the day when Tom first started producing the show, he would write almost every week, he'd take a sports take and make it into an analogy. So, so if it was now, he might, be, he might do Dabo is really, I don't know, Taylor Swift <laughs> and her heartbreak and how Travis Kelsey is a rebound and he's a 4-2. I, I don't know. We're going to get into that here in a second. And one of you, one of our fine listeners, listener Bryce, made the case, God help me, that I should be a Phillies fan. So we'll dive into the darkness of that and Tom's, uh, Tom's interesting rom-com heart next year on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to Writer Than You. There's a posh spice. She married David Beckham. There was a sporty spice. There was a, was there a, they're like the dwarves, right? Sad spice. Seven. <laughs> Seven little people? Happy Spice. Happy, was there a Happy Spice? No, oh, you're making so. that up? You weren't with there, the dwarves. Weren't there five? <laughs> Sneezy Spice? Oh, man, she was awkward. They put her in the back of the chorus. On CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. By the way, I tell you, Tom, my entire family is sick. Everybody got, I don't know if it's, I don't know, maybe it's the flu. Everybody but me. So I'm running around town like some kind of mobile pharmacist food delivery person. It's been the best. I know it's you great. love that so much. It's one of your favorite pastimes. It turns out it's a lot more pleasant to eat chicken noodle soup than to go purchase the chicken noodle soup. Okay. It and sloshes around. I guess I just make it, but it, you know you have to get it, it make sure the cap's on tight. That's a lot of work to make it yourself. I drive very uh, aggressively. No, so I would never have guessed I know. that. So I got to be careful when the food's in the car. The home of, yeah, no. Oh, you're being sarcastic, yeah. I'm aggressive driving... Uh, spice. If I was a spice <laughs> guy. Happy hump day. Tom, how you doing? Same to you. I'm doing great. We're midway through this work week. We're almost there. It's amazing when you, when you do a radio show how, and I'm grateful for this, how you connect with people sometimes and you don't even realize. And sometimes it's in good ways. I told you a lot of nights I get messages on the various uh, social media apps or some people somehow find my cell phone, which isn't creepy at all, and, and send me notes about how much they like the show. Lately, I've gotten a lot of notes about how great you are, how you're the people's champ, how, how you used to be not great, but now you are great, kind of a uh, reverse Dabo, right? I'm serious. <laughs> They're like, Tom's know, the best. Kind of a backhanded compliment. We used no. to really hate you, but now you know, we've warmed up to you a little bit. It is, hey, in the end conclusion, you're the people's champion. And sometimes you just get people who are like, what the holy hell? Uh, got a note yesterday from listener Bryce. Man, I've never disagreed with you more than at the end of your show today. And I was driving around looking for, you know, chicken noodle soup with, with lids that wouldn't spill. So I just wrote back, what, do you t- what part? What are you talking about? And then he wrote, and I'm going to change one of the words. You can try to guess which one. Pooping on my fillies. Okay? <laughs> and it, then this sort it. of exchange. Apparently, I need to watch the Philly game. Oh, my gosh. The guy just texted me right now. And he's not listening live. He listens to the podcast. Leave me alone, listener, Bryce. He, I got to watch the game with the volume on. <laughs> Phillies games are NFL games if you listen with the volume on. I don't think they are. I got, I got gladiators, gifts going on. So the, the contention he's making is that Bryce Harper is such a machine, I think, such a star, such a Q-rating combination of of edginess and remember this guy was on Sports Illustrated like LeBron when he was in college all that stuff come together in this this mad rush for the World Series and what Schwarber's doing is pretty incredible as a Cubs fan I'm I'm familiar with his heroics apparently he just tied Reggie Jackson for the most yeah isn't that crazy home runs in postseason history for a lefty but you just did the head exploding thing and I just can I just make a little caveat here when Reggie Jackson played baseball four teams got in the playoffs or whatever the hell it was back then right now it's 17, 18, all the, all the teams make the playoffs. That, there's more playoff games. Absolutely true, and there's absolutely a point to that. But we're also talking about a guy, Kyle Schwarber, who basically hit 200. Yeah. Like, well, that's anytime you mention Kyle Schwarber and Reggie Jackson in, in the same sentence, it's mind-blowing. 
But the Phillies do have 19 homers in their eight playoff games, 15 in their last four games. They're basically doing what you're not supposed to be able to do. They are blasting their way offensively, home run-wise, through the postseason. And I also think the Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks remind me of, this, of a Rockies team from 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that won 26 games in a row or something crazy and then had a little bit of a break, and they, they, they turned back into a pumpkin. That's a dizzy reference for you, Tommy. Diamondbacks have also had a little, not a, lot, a little time off. They got destroyed last night. I, I like adopting teams. I do. I like adopting teams. My teams are out having some emotional investment. I don't think, in good conscience, I can become. I don't think I become a Phillies fan. I just, I just can't. I thought about it. I can't get there. Can't get there. Can't do it. Not doing it. They're fun to watch, man. Like Citizens Bank Park right. is the best MLB postseason atmosphere. Like that place is nuts. And Bryce Harper. And Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber, when they hit long balls, long balls. Long ball, okay. That place erupts. I don't like the Phillies. It's hard for me to root for them as a New Yorker. They're fun to watch. That is amazing that listener Bryce is blowing my phone up while clearly not listening to the show because he listens later. All right. <laughs> Are you sure you want to do this? We're going to transition here. I, 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 didn't, I didn't make you do this. It wasn't my idea. I'm a team player. I'm fully committed. You know that about me. All right, little little uh, little setup here. Tom sends an email every morning, producing the show. Hey, here's stuff going on. And in the <laughs> when he started a couple years ago, <laughs> it would less be about hey, here's some facts or some headlines, and more about here is my analogy of heartbreak. Normally, it would be very awkwardly specific about some <laughs> high school situation with a misunderstood guy and some pretty girl who deserved to come back from her. Life at the reunion fat, which is not my, I'm just that, right? Like that was kind of, but then she wasn't. And there was, a, you were working, you were working through some stuff. <laughs> Here is, so you've pulled another one of these out. I have, and I guess I misunderstood what you wanted. You know, we're, we're going back like two years. Did you want a sports email? Because that's not no, what that's I was right. going for. Turns out this was better. Let's do a little rom-com Tom. I gotta get back to my seat. Could you just move your leg, please? I gotta go. Uh-oh, somebody found a souvenir. You feel that steam heat, Kellen? That's from my undercarriage. Okay, I'll have what she's having. Just shut up. You had me at hello. It's time for another edition of Rom-Com Tom. I do make things up sometimes as a joke. Like, Tom doesn't actually do weightlifting competitions. This is all real. I'm gonna read these words from an actual email. This was not my idea to read this today, but I'll do it. Here we go. This is every one of these words were sent to me, and I read them at four in the morning as I prepared for a radio show. Here we go. <clears throat> the 2021 Kansas City Chiefs feel like Jennifer Lopez, incredibly attractive. Yet, for all her physical beauty, J-Lo has been divorced three times and broken off an engagement with A-Rod and is now dating her ex, Ben Affleck. Clearly a very checkered dating history. But it's baffling why a woman like J-Lo can't find love. It's baffling why the 2021 Chiefs can't find that aura that's made them so special in the Patrick Mahomes era. J-Lo not finding love equals Patrick Mahomes turnovers interceptions. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm thinking now what I probably thought in October of 2000. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> hey, man, you hired me. You hired me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what was my point? What, I know. what was I trying to say? You're going through some stuff. Have you, you know, it's okay to see, to talk to somebody. You can talk to the us, but or me through an email. But you can also, you know, I can say this with full confidence. 
two years later, Bill, I'm in a much better headspace than I than I clearly was. I'm good now, man. I'm good. Also, the Chiefs, if memory serve, in 2021 made the AFC Championship game, hosted it at Arrowhead, so they were the best team that remained. I think barely lost to the Bengals, and they won the Super Bowl the year after that, right? And Mahomes did win the MVP because it was Aaron Rodgers, but it's just it's also just wrong. But what do you got against J-Lo? What, because she's been divorced three times? Like, she's less of a woman, less of a person because she's been divorced? Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's not less of a person, but, I mean, like, there's something going on there, no? Like, I mean, there's got to be. I will never say anything bad about J-Lo. She's, she's my spirit animal. I don't know what I tried to say about J-Lo. All right. It's okay. You can stop the music. I feel... I feel a little bad even reading that out loud. Why are you doing this yourself? You're the people's champion now. You don't have to go back to these. You're a glutton for punishment. There, do you really think like this could, this could reverse it? Like I could go back to being the people's chump? No, you're the people's champ. People, people love you. If we do enough of these, though, people are going to really see what I was like two and three years ago. It's too bad we don't stream the show because then they could see you're in a flannel. You're in every man. You are in a... Flannel right now. Here in the Northeast, it's flannel season. It's 40 degrees when I wake up. It's 40 degrees when I'm commuting to work. Like, it is flannel time, and I love flannels. I have about 17 of them. I love flannels, and I have four of them in my closet, and I've had them since the 90s. And this is true. Last night, uh, my, I, I was trying to go to sleep, and my daughter and my, my wife were in my bed talking. So we started looking at photos, right? Photos from when my son Henry was born 11 years ago. And all the clothes that were in the pictures I still own and wear. So I'm not judging you. I love the flannels, bro. I have flannels that have holes in them. Do you ever, you know, you know, like down at the sleeve where they get sort of the holes in the sleeve? I can cut my thumb through the sleeve. It looks like one of those workout shirts. All right, you got to let go. At that so point, you got to let go. They're so, we've had so much time together. I know they're like broken in and they're comfy and they fit just right. But at, at, when you can stick your thumb through it, like you got, it's time to go. Yeah, I haven't worn them in a minute because I live in a very like very like not not cold place. I never need to wear flannels in LA, but if I come to New York, I'm going to wear some of the flannels and you'll see the holes, but you'll see like it's got some some style, some age, some age style. That was really really sad what I just read. Just in terms of there's plenty more where that came from. You had your heart broken, didn't you? Back in the day. In more ways but, than one. Yeah. I'm glad that we could just keep clearly a very checkered dating history, but it's <laughs> my, and then you just transition to the Chiefs. Like you just go off on J Lo, and then you're like, just like the Chiefs. I don't know what I was searching for, man. You found it. Well, and apparently, every relationship is true love, right? It's like you really have high expectations every I, time. I think the next step is I got to go back and listen to that day's show just to see what you were able to piece together. Because clearly my email did no yeah. service whatsoever. Why don't you pull me being mean to you and then I can apologize. <laughs> we can come full circle. Uh, Pretty Daddy doing an amazing job, though. You are doing a great job here on the show. Uh, how about a little hoopier than thou coming up? I I have this weekly column that comes out usually uh, over at uh, CBSSports.com on Wednesdays. And I made a bunch of calls, Tom, to get the latest on James Harden, and we're going we're gonna to give you a little insight into what Daryl Morey's colleagues think he should do after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to Writer Than You. He's talking to Tom on the phone right now. Tom looks a little shook. Pretty Daddy looks a little shook. Ephraim hit me with a few words that uh, that I can't say on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I got to get my act together. Because he wants to go to this game. I didn't have the heart to tell him you haven't even tried. I don't think he's kidding, by the way. No, no. Judging by, judging by that last interaction I had about 20 seconds ago, he's not kidding at all. On CBS Sports Radio. I have a little breaking news here. Breaking news. Uh, the NFL just sent me an email, and I'm sure every other media person in America. NFL Commissioner Goodell's contract extended through March 2000. 27, the email reads, the competition committee updated the full ownership today that an agreement has been reached to extend Commissioner Roger Goodell's contract for three years through March 2027. Not a surprise. I'm not endorsing Roger Goodell, but he makes the money. He's the bad guy. He takes the brunt of all the criticism. He seems to have made up with um, Bobby Cakes up there, Robert Kraft, right? He took on Jerry Jones a few years ago, Goodell, and won. Not a surprise, but the most important job in the most important league on the face of the earth in sports uh, will continue to be filled by Mr. Goodell. The guy makes money. I mean, I don't know that it's him, that it needs to be him doing that job in order for the league to make money. I happen to think that it doesn't need to be, but results are results, right? He delivers, which is really important, Tom. And I want to you played a rejoin just now about Ephraim Salam and I are going to go to Chargers Bears, we think, in a couple weekends. And we're going to take each of our kids. He's got two boys. I've got a boy, five of us. And, and, and Ephraim, who comes on all the time for free, we don't, we don't pay guests. We're not doing that. Who graciously agrees to give his time when you reach out, asks you to get tickets. And the people have spoken about the people's champ here. Ducky Hines tweeted, this is yesterday, last night, again, I get this all the time about you. Great show today. 
sports writer, and thanks for the kind words about me coming around on our truly beloved, in all caps, truly beloved Pretty Daddy CBS last week after I nominated him a lot for Bum of the Week. Alas, I want to nominate Gardner Minshew, but if Diesel doesn't get the ticks, Ephraim Salam requested, no bueno, Tom. People have to deliver, Tom. That's the, that's the message. There's more. There's more from that guy who used to, who's really, he's come around on you. So pretty daddy, did you ask the bosses about tickets for Bill and E from Salam? Remember, the worst that could happen is a no, just like with that girl in high school who Jennifer <laughs> Lopez was a fill-in for. I mean, Bill, I can't even tell you about all the calls, the texts, the emails. I mean, I'm inundated. Forward me the email. You know, I would. I would. Dude, you got to send at least an email. I know with me you don't do any of this stuff. And you think, Haha, <laughs> what Ephraim do you mean? Not... What do you mean? Send the Chargers an email. For a media pass as well? No, just be like, hey. For five media passes? Who would I put the, the request into? Then you'll get turned down. And then what? Then you tell Ephraim you asked and they turned it down. And you think he's going to take that well? I think he will shift his frustration toward the Chargers. Why doesn't he just do that now and eliminate the middleman? Me being the middleman. Stop being James Harden here, okay? Stop being petty and small. Stop being stubborn. Do your job. Don't be a James Harden. That's my transition to uh, who beer than thou. Bill Ryder has the NBA takes you need to hear. This is Best Kit Bill. All right. It's been about nine weeks since James Harden called Daryl Morey, his former bestie, tied to the hip superstar, co-best friend, called him a liar, called Daryl a liar. It's been not quite a week, Tom, since Harden, having finally showed up for training camp, doubled down and when asked if there's any way to repair the relationship with his current GM, said the word no, Harden has not scrimmaged with his team, has not played in preseason games, and he wants out. Now, here's the reality, here's the deal. The Clippers are the only team that are remotely interested in James Harden. What they want to offer, has, as has been reported widely, and I, I can certainly confirm not that that has a lot of value, is first-round pick, pick swap, maybe some expiring contracts, or if Philly were willing to part with some younger, better players, maybe there'd be more teams to be interested. Maury's not willing to do that. He wants a return for Harden that is the equivalent of a top 20 player in the NBA. And the Clippers aren't going to bid against themselves. The Heat, I'm told, have not even remotely engaged in real trade talks. It's not going anywhere. And talking to Daryl Morey's colleagues, and this is interesting because this is not what they said when Daryl was trying to move on from Ben Simmons when other things were going on. Their view, what they would do if they were Daryl Morey, is say to James Harden and to the Clippers to hell with it. We're going to play chicken. We're not going to swerve. I'm not trading Harden for anything less than what brings back. And it may not be reasonable, they pointed out, but it will be very problematic for Daryl Morey if he sends Harden away for picks that don't help them now, for expiring contracts that don't help them now, for pieces and parts and players that don't help them now. Because if this Philly team falls apart this year, with or without James Harden playing, sitting out, being somewhere else, whatever, Daryl Morey's job is going to be absolutely in the firing line. Joel Embiid, who's already sounded fairly disgruntled, could be the next Damian Lillard or whoever, James Harden, to want to force his way out. 
and the entire Philly project could come crumbling down. And so the conventional wisdom, and it's the right wisdom, is that what Daryl Morey has to do is the hardest thing in the NBA, although I think made easier, different situation, but made easier by how Portland handled it and simply say, no, here's the price. We're not moving on from James Harden without it. And you make, as one GM pointed out, you make Harden be the bad guy. You make Harden sit out on the regular season. You make Harden be the person that attracts Embiid's ire. So hopefully, if things go badly, Joel Embiid blames James Harden and does not blame the Sixers organization and is more likely to stick around. Daryl Morey, if you're listening, you got you got to hold fast. Don't pull a rom-com Tom. Don't compare James Harden to Jennifer Lopez. Don't let your heartbreak get the best of you. You can be polite. You can be professional. But it's a simple word you say to Harden and the Clippers and any other team, any agent, anyone else that pressures you to try and take less than you think you need to survive. And that word is no. And that was Basket Bill. Basket Bill. I like that. We haven't done that segment in a minute. In a minute. By the way, I'm not going to get into this too much. I think we're, we're going to hit this in buy or sell. I don't want to get into it too much. But I do, since we're talking some hoops, can I just say, Kevin Porter Jr., talented, problematic young player, accused last month of domestic violence allegations from an incident that allegedly happened the month before that. Now his girlfriend has come out and said, nothing happened, it's not true, it's not real. It's hard to know what the real details are, but the accusations are very, very serious. And he did not seem likely to play for the Rockets again yesterday. Sam Presti traded for Kevin Porter Jr. not to play him. He'll never arrive in Oklahoma City. Simply to waive him, to basically take on the contractual reality that that the Rockets don't want to have in exchange for for two two second-round picks. Some other players moved. Victor Oladipo moved. But basically, Sam Presti got two second-round picks to add to his treasure chest of future picks to just take... Porter Jr. off of the Rockets' plate and, and to cut him. It's not against the rules. He's not going to play for the Thunder. I understand it. I just find it really ugly. It just feels wrong. And I know, I, I know. If you're a Thunder fan, you're thinking we got, we got some second round picks that we can trade or I guess draft with down the line for basically nothing. The Thunder have the cap space to do this. Oklahoma City, actually, several as a part of this column that I wrote and and the reporting that led to that Harden conversation we just had. Just shooting the, the breeze, Tom. Don't worry, you don't have to use that dump button. Shooting the breeze. What a dumb expression. Shooting the breeze is a bunch of people around the NBA. I was surprised how, because one of the conversations is is how good the West is. How there are nine teams that think that they're a playoff team. And the Thunder are not on that list. And how many people think the Thunder can make the playoffs? And by make the playoffs, I mean be one of the teams that make the play-in and win the play-in or better. And, and so it's not as if Oklahoma City... It's not as if they're in dire straits. They are building for the future. They don't have to win this year for, for Sam Presti to be in good shape. People think they might win anyway. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is an absolute stud and, and maybe a Dark Horse MVP candidate if they play really, really well. I just find it ugly, and I find it gross, that, my, that Kevin Porter Jr. is being traded for assets, that somebody gets to benefit, and it's the thunder from the ugliness and the stench of the allegations against him. Maybe that's... Maybe I should not direct my ire, my frustration at Sam Presti, very impressive GM. Maybe I should just direct it at the system. Maybe when something like this happens, there should be some mechanism by which teams have an easier choice with this contract. 
Although certainly the Rockets were, I think, warned. It's not like they didn't know who this guy might be, that there might be problems attached to him. I just find it really, really ugly. Beyond that, Tom, I know it's football season. I'm really excited about this NBA season. I think there's parity on a level we've never seen. I don't. The Celtics and the Bucks are a cut above everybody else, but I don't think in the East. I don't think it's a guarantee. I don't think the Suns are a guarantee. I think I think Victor Webanyama is going to be an absolute stud. I don't know if you've been watching preseason basketball, but he's just been posterizing people. He headbutt somebody. He he headbutt an equally interesting young guy in Oklahoma City. I am fired up for the NBA season. What is your favorite? What is your single favorite NBA storyline this year? Because we'll preview this for next week when I give my five biggest storylines. What are you looking forward to the most? I'm not going to say Webb and Yama, although I'm very interested to see how his game translates to the NBA. And I'm not going to say Damian Lillard, although I'm fascinated to see how him and Giannis get through an 82-game schedule. It's the Phoenix Suns. It's the Phoenix Suns for me. I think they could be a disaster, and I think they could challenge the Denver Nuggets to be the best team in the West. Anywhere yeah, in between. I'm with you. It's The other thing is, and you're like, I, there's a lot about the Suns to like. There's also a lot to be worried about, and not just lack of depth. And they added some. I like that they were facilitators in the Lillard trade. I know Grayson Allen is not going to set the world on fire, but that level of depth being added, I think, matters, right? I, I think there's some more guys that can that can hoop a little bit. And there is there are the questions about Durant, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker. All those guys are very similar in what they do. Need the ball in their hands. Not two, but three guys that got to share the ball. But the main thing I'm curious about is just injury. Kevin Durant is injured a lot, and he is older, although I think he's capable of being extraordinary if he's healthy. We have had a Bradley Beal who's been hurt a good amount in his career, and certainly the last few years, and his production has gone down as well. And Devin Booker's not a guy who stayed healthy routinely. And so that's the other thing, Tom, is is what happens if two of, of the following three teams, the Suns, the Celtics are less likely, with Porzingis still on the on the table in holiday, and the Bucks have serious injuries to key players. If history's a guide, they will. And that means you could have a Miami that sneaks in here, in there. You could have a Lakers team and Denver not sneaking. I, I'm, re- I'm pumped by this NBA season. This is my favorite time of year for sports. NBA gets going. World Series is about to happen. NFL's in full swing. People like Dabo Sweeney are having meltdowns and talking about, can't we just hold hands and sing Kumbaya and win football <laughs> games? It's you're reading, you're reading emails from two years ago that I'd rather leave buried about your emotional damage and how it relates to a chief. And by the way, your take was wrong, too. It wasn't even close. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> it's, it's all right. You and Debo working through some stuff at the same time. Oh, what a great time of year. Uh, speaking of some baseball, Jim Bowden, former GM, MLB insider, talented dude, CBS Sports HQ, going to join me and talk these playoffs and what we take away from some of the surprises, twists, and turns, the new format, all that stuff. Coming up with our guy, Mr. Bowden, next here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.